Hey, welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I'm your host, AJ Bove. And what's going on? Sorry for the delay. Listen, I know it's Thursday when I'm doing this, and it normally comes out Thursday morning, but I had a rough day yesterday, and I just would not have been able to bring my best to you guys, the listeners. And also, my, uh, my app that I normally use to record the episodes is busted up, so I'm just recording right here today. Um, so welcome to the show. Welcome to Work in Progress. I'm your host, AJ Bove. What has been going on? The past week, we've had some high highs. We've had some low lows. And today, as I'm recording, I'm in a good mood. So what's been going on, everybody? I know you guys are excited to hear about Three Ice, so let's get right into it. But before that, to make JP's life easier, let's give a little update on Odorex. What's going on with Odorex? We had three ice this past weekend. That was an absolutely awesome event. Shout out to all those guys. I'll get into that in a second. Um, And we are really beefing up the marketing and the sales and uh, the partnerships and everything like that. That is really our main focus right now. Three ice was awesome, but it's nothing if we don't make anything of it. so we're out there, we're, we're beefing up some of the marketing um, analytics, we're getting the website out there that's brand new, we're getting some of the ads that are out there, we're getting some of that stuff prepared, um, we're starting to do some more calls to stores, we're starting to do some more calls to partners, we're just trying to get the ball moving a little bit more than we have been. Um, so we're excited about that. I think we're on the good, straight and narrow path now, and um, I'm feeling a lot better about how things are going. Um, so that's for JP, making your life easy. And now let's talk about three ice. So dude, let me just walk you through the whole day, right? Because this is really like the biggest, most exciting thing I want to talk to you guys about. So we got down to PPG Paints Arena on Saturday. It was 11 in the morning. There was um, Tyler Kennedy's group was there. He's a former Pittsburgh Penguin and Stanley Cup champion. Um, so we got led in the building a little bit early. There was all these little kids down there that were getting ready to play hockey on the ice that the Pens play on same ice that three ice plays on that was pretty exciting and i'm like turned around looking at the door waiting for mike to come in and i turn around and tyler kennedy's right there he shakes my hand and man does he have a heavy hand and i look and he's got that stanley cup ring on there and i'm like dude you're gonna break my hand with that ring you know it's so heavy and um and you know i I only have a pack championship ring so it, it doesn't really compare quite the same way i mean mentally internally emotionally it does Um, But his was bigger and better. But, you know, I got two of them. So that was cool to meet him. Met him and his wife. Those two pretty much run the show as far as their camp and organization goes. So that was really nice to meet them. We met um, Deborah, who is in charge of all the ticketing for Three Ice. Um, So we were in email conversations and had some phone call conversations. So it was nice to finally meet her in person as well. Um, When we got into the building, Josh was with us, our our videographer for the day. Josh Vion, shout out to Orchard 8 Media. Um, and he had this backpack on that had all of his camera stuff in there. And the security guards were like, hey, 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 you can't be having any, you know, bags or anything like that. And Deborah's like, no, 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 he's with us. He, he's good. He's with us. He's all fine. And even then, the security guards were kind of still like, is this a test? Like, they didn't really know what to think. But we got in there. We got in there. It was all good. And then Deborah put us in touch with this kid named Finn, who is uh, a Three Ice intern. And he was a real chill dude. Um, Because we got these VIP passes, and Deborah told us that they basically mean nothing unless we're being chaperoned around. So, like, we can't really get anywhere unless we're chaperoned somewhere, Um, which turned out to be sort of true. Not really. I think maybe she meant, like, in the morning session, because once the game started, we were kind of going everywhere, passing around the badges and things like that. And we got to have a really good time in the VIP section, which was pretty cool. So, at first, we just kind of got down there. 
Um, we were really getting in there deep with uh, the building as far, as far as that goes. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot going on early in the day. I mean, the kids were out there playing hockey. The parents were up in the stands watching. And we were down there behind the ice with Finn and Marcus and Mike and Josh. That's where we were getting a lot of our content from early on in the day because like, we just had a rink, we had some of our product, we were able to get some pictures that we haven't been able to get because we have a lot of lacrosse photos and a lot of lacrosse content, but we don't have much like in a hockey arena. And it's a very, very, very different uh, setting as far as like the color, the brightness, just the overall vibe of it, right? It's not something that we can just like go, you know, uh, replicate anywhere, right? So it was good to get in there, get some good pictures, get some good content. Um, that's where we started most of the vlog that Josh was putting together. Um, so we were like down behind the ice or down behind like where the net would be in the VIP section. They were just kind of setting stuff up. There were some tables back there. They actually had the, the championship trophy back there just unguarded. So we were taking some pictures with that, putting some Odorex gloves in there. Um, we were having a good time. From there, we, um, oh, and one other cool thing about that is, you know, all the kids were coming out onto the ice. And Tyler Kennedy was out there skating with them. And we're standing there because the Zamboni doors are like wide open. And then Tyler Kennedy's like ready to get out there and, and hit, the, hit the ice with the kids. And he told, tells us to shut the door. So I freaking, me and Josh like physically shut the big Zamboni door at PPG Paints Arena, which was pretty sick. Um, you know, it was, it was a heavy door, man. You know, it felt pretty cool to, uh, to slide that thing shut. Although it did feel kind of like flimsy. I don't know. Like I felt like if I... If I pushed on it enough, it might be able to freaking, you know, bust down. But from there, we pretty much just went to some other areas of the arena to just get some different pictures. Because we were like, well, we don't want to go talk to the parents while they're sitting there in the stands watching their kids. Like, that's just going to be awkward. We're going to, like, go and sit down next to them and just be like, hey, your kids got smelly gloves? Uh, no. So we didn't want to do that. Um, so we were just, like, getting pictures and things like that. Um, we went, like, all around and... Then, you know, after the first session was done, because there were two sessions with Tyler Kennedy's group. There was a group that went on at like 11.30 or 12, and then there was another group that went on after them at like 1 or 12.30. Um, and in between, in, you know, just some of the lower parts of PPG Paints Arena, we were, um, were meeting with some of the kids and some of their parents while they were just kind of eating pizza, because that was the whole thing, right? They come down there, they do their morning skate, they have their little clinic, um, not little, but they have their legit clinic with Tyler Kennedy, and um, and then they were going to meet and, and get some pizza and hang out and things like that before the game started for three ice, and that was kind of our opportunity to do some networking, and i um, got to tell you, it was a little bit awkward, you know, it was a little bit awkward, like I said, we were kind of like in the bowels of PPG Paints Arena, like we were like down under, and it's not like we're in some like ballroom or anything like that, not that you know, we would expect that, but it was just funny because, like, you look up and, well, you know, you see PPG Paints Arena on TV, like, this is a professional stadium, pro athletes play here, and then you get, like, down in the locker room and stuff, and you look up and, like, the ceiling is just all, like, exposed and raw, and you can see all the pipes everywhere and things like that and all the wires, um, so, like, we weren't in, like, a, like, a ballroom or some glamorous place or anything like that, um, oh, look, now my, now my app decides to work. Now my app decides work. Well, now you get closed out. Now you get closed. Don't save. It is what it is. Sorry about that. But anyway, so we were talking to some of the parents. And, um, and like, they were just not too receptive. I don't think it was anything about us or our product. I just think it was the setting. 
like we were out there trying to talk to these parents um you know while their kids are eating pizza and these kids are from like eight to twelve so they're like little kids so it's tough to like get their attention and have them be like so about this product and like give them a pitch but we were talking to some of the parents they were all just kind of standing around some of them seemed to be talking to each other some of them knew each other and i would just kind of walk up with marcus and mike and josh and we would just kind of explain to them like hey we're one of the sponsors for three ice if your kids have smelly gloves, we have this great product that we made. It has some grip features on there so they're not sliding around in the gloves. You take it off when you're done. It's like a pair of socks for your hands. Machine washable, dryer safe, the whole shebang. You know, because we've done that pitch a billion times, so we know it. Um, but, like, a lot of the parents were just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, they weren't really, like, engaging and be like, oh, that's sick. I've been looking for something like this. They were just kind of like, all right, man, like, my kid's eating pizza. Like, I'm just trying to chill. You know what I mean? I got up early. So... You know, we kind of clocked that and we we're like, all right, let's not push too hard because like it just felt like, you know, they felt like they were being sold something and we just didn't really like that vibe. So it wasn't really good for pictures or videos or anything like that. Um, but we gave them some cards, gave them some coupons, gave them some samples. Um, and then we actually did get one kid who tried on the gloves. So that was pretty cool. He was happy with them. He thought they were cool. Um, we got a little clip of him doing that. Um, and then, you know, we kind of had some more time and we met with some of the players. Um, that was cool. We met with Brandon Hawkins, the leading goal scorer currently for three ice. He's already tried on some of the three ice gloves. I got to talk to him for a little bit. They were over there like practicing their, their juggling for soccer. You know what I mean? Like they were juggling a soccer ball around. It's just a good way that, that, you know, they can get warmed up. It's actually pretty common, I think, in, in hockey players to be doing that. It's like a traditional warm-up, I think. You know, you just get, get the ball bouncing around in there. You have a good time, get the legs moving a little bit. Um, and then we were kind of out in the tunnel where, like, the Pittsburgh Penguins would <laughs> go out onto the ice. We were standing right in front of their locker room door. That was super cool. Um, and we were just watching what was going on. I mean, we were standing there. I was like, dude, how many times do you think, like, Sidney Crosby has spit right where we're standing and um, it was pretty cool you know we were we were running around talking to people um, we were putting our little uh, our um, our coupons all over the place in the in the parents club in that section and things like that um, we were you know getting pictures talking to the players we were just trying to get stuff out in an efficient way because we quickly quickly realized it's going to be tough to like network at this event because like these people are here their kids are playing hockey they're just here to watch this event they're not trying to like you know buy anything right now they're just trying to have a good time trying to relax so we weren't trying to like jam anything down their throats and then um, for the second group before they got pizza we made sure we went into that that little area where all the tables were um, and we put a bunch of cards on the tables we put some gloves on the tables and we just said all right have at it you know um, so I think that seemed to work a little bit better um, you know, just kind of letting people poke around and look at it as they saw fit. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then, um, you know, the morning really went by quick. Like it was like 11 to 3, I guess we were there. So that's like four hours, but it went by real quick. Because um, then, you know, the doors opened up at 2. People started rolling in. Some of our friends showed up. We had some tickets. That was nice. It was really cool um, and, and touching to like bring our friends and family into something that we've worked really hard on for a long time and um you know we had uh some of our friends there and we like i said we had the vip passes so we were going down below they had the free drinks down there and they had the free snacks and they had the seats right behind the glass it was cool it was a very cool event um we were uh we were networking a little bit as best as we could with some of the other folks that were there um 
it was it was great, man. It was good to just see it all come together and be there in person. I mean, we saw our name up on the Jumbotron. We heard the PA announcements. It was cool to see all that in real life. And then, um, you know, going back and looking at some of the, the three ice in three minutes, there's a little, like, series they do on YouTube where they, like, recap the week. Um, and they show some highlights and things like that. And it's cool because, like, we're literally sitting right behind. Not even sitting. We're standing right behind the one goalkeeper right on the glass there. And uh, if you zoom in, you can see us on TV, which is kind of cool. So, uh, you know, we did that. We had a good time. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know. It was a really nice day uh, to be to be watching some three ice. And, and I think it was, it was a nice milestone moment for us. Um, so that was pretty sick. Um, and just I want to say thank you to all those guys at, at Three Ice, EJ, Deborah, Steve, Brandon, Tyler Kennedy's group, Buddy Snyder. There's a lot of folks down there that um, you know are doing a lot of really great things, and we're happy to be a part of that. Um, so that was that was awesome. All of our excitement was you know was warranted, I'd say, because it turned out to be really great, and uh, and we were happy with that, you know. Um, Overall, though, uh, overall with Odorex, you know, like while that is really awesome and that's really good, um, you know, like what I said at the start of the podcast, like we really need to get sales, <laughs> you know, like we can do that partnership stuff and we can be out in these places, but like we need to move units, we need to move gloves. And, um, and I'm excited to say that we're like, sl- we're getting on that path. Like we've been on it for a little bit as far as the marketing goes, probably since like mid June, early July, basically this whole month of like, tracking our social media activity, um, actively going out and trying to find leads online because that's where people are, you know, people that can buy it, people that we can partner with, kids that might want some, um, you know, ambassadors, things like that. We're looking out in a bunch of different ways because once we get that that advertising campaign flowing and we're also out there with our, our organic activity on social media, I really think that is when things are going to pop because um, we're still kind of waiting for that pop, to be honest, you know. And, um, and I think sometimes that can get uh, a little bit frustrating, you know, when you're like working hard and, you know, you want things to be a certain way, but they're not quite that way yet. Um, the way I've kind of described Odorex in the past few months has been like real wobbly. Like it seems like sometimes we're rolling and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're, you know, we're, we're shaking and jiving and sometimes we got to pick it up a little bit more. Um, but, you know, Marcus and I had kind of a heart to heart conversation Monday morning and and we just kind of, you know, explained where we're at to each other and how we're feeling about things. And, you know, I, I felt really good um, Monday about our future and where we're going and what our plan is and, and where everything's at. Um, you know, so that was good. That was really good. And uh, I talked last week about a little bit like dealing with negativity and things like that because that has been a reality of the situation recently, at least personally for me. Like, I've had some ups and downs. The ups are pretty good. The downs are pretty bad. I mean, I'm not over here standing on the edge of a cliff, but like I definitely get down on myself. And um, bringing that over to some ADP conversation, the reason I didn't do the podcast yesterday is because I had a real bad day yesterday. The vibes were very low. um, And I was kind of just thinking about that. I was talking about it with Doug. And I was just like, man, why is it like when I get in like when a few things maybe don't go my way, sometimes if I'm in a bad mood, then I'll just roll in that bad mood. And I won't do things to like power through and and become better. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, like for ADP, for instance, I've been here for about four months. And um, 
and you know I'm grinding I'm working hard they talk about the will versus skill you know and if like you have the skill but you don't work hard well then your your skill doesn't get a chance to shine and if you have the will but not exactly the skill then there's not going to be much coming back to you because you're not like capitalizing on the will on your effort and I've been effort I have been doing it. I've been driving to Altoona. I've been driving to Indiana. I've been driving to Johnstown. If you're not familiar with these places, they're far away from me. They're about an hour, hour and a half, some of them. And, you know, when you're out there grinding and driving and then every day you're coming back to the to the end of day wrap-up call and you're saying, well, I didn't get any of this. I didn't sell anything. You know, I, I got some of this. That was good. Uh, but then, you know, you're just not like stringing it together. It can get frustrating because you're just saying it every day, like no, no sales, no sales, no leads, whatever. And I think psychologically that can mess with you. At least it can mess with me. Um, because yesterday I was um, I was working on some stuff, and well, first off, I woke up at like eight o'clock, and right off the bat, I'm like, what the heck? Like, why am I waking up right? Like, our day starts at eight o'clock. I normally wake up at like seven o'clock, seven thirty, make myself some breakfast, get started on the day. So I'm already kind of like. What the heck? Like I'm mad at myself. And I think that's, that's a continuing theme with me is I get mad at myself. I get mad at my situation because I'm not maybe more further along than I want to be. And that's with Odorex. That's with ADP. Maybe, you know, that's with just things in general sometimes. And, you know, like thinking about that, it's like, all right, so if you're getting mad at yourself because of your situation, you want to do better, why don't I just do better? Instead, I sometimes let that discouragement get to me and and then it just then it tends to all go downhill, you know, and that's certainly not good. Then I'm in a bad mood, and then that reflects in how I communicate with people on the calls. I mean, I'm not like screaming in people's ear or yelling at people, but I'm just like I have more of a negative attitude. And like in, in a job where like you know you're in I'm in sales, so like I certainly control a certain amount of like what happens and how many people I can I can sell a product to, but. You know, there's also a certain element that's way out of your control. Um, I was listening to a guy talk last night, and he was talking more about like dating. But I found it interesting because you could compare it a lot to dealing with uh, our line of work of sales. You know, um, so for instance, if you're going to be talking to a, a potential prospect, whether it be you know the guy was talking about women, but I'm talking about business. If you're dealing with someone that you might want to sell to, you have to understand that everything. Um, there's a lot of things out of your control. And the first thing of that is timing, you know, because what is going to impact that person's decision is everything that's happened to them before. And sometimes that could be something that just happened to them. That could be something that happened to them in the past. You know, they have some type of preconceived notion about whatever you're going to, you're going to pitch, you know, like for instance, maybe if I'm trying to sell ADP to someone and you know, the last three reps screwed them all over. Well, they're probably not going to be too happy with me, even if I, even if I come in there with the best pitch and the best attitude and the best everything. They may not be about it, um, you know. So then, you know, from there, you have to recognize if this if this prospect is open for business. And I think sometimes where um, you know I get caught up is if they're not open for business, then I get in there and I'm, and I'm just like down about it and then I don't expect the next person to be in business and, or open for business per se. And, um, and then you know that negative expectation starts to come out in, in the action, right? I mean, you honestly, like I see it a lot in the job, man, and I see it a lot with Doug and Doug is a coworker of mine and, and we actually might be starting a podcast together, keep an eye out for that. But um, 
he's so positive. You know, he's like the most optimistic, perpetually positive guy I've ever met. And it, it happens, like it impacts everything. You know what I mean? Like when the vibes are high, the outcomes are good. And they talk about not getting too high or too low, um, just trying to be at a certain level. And I think Doug's level of, of, of just regular is quite more optimistic than most people. And I'm just trying to get to that level myself. I just, I don't understand for me why I go, I, I roll with the emotion that I'm on. Because if I'm in a good mood, I'm vibing high, everything's rocking and rolling. But if I'm in a bad mood, then I just don't necessarily feel like doing anything. And then the things I do are not that energetic and they're not that great. So I, I you know, then you kind of like perpetuate you know, your vibe, I guess, right? So I just, um, I was struggling with that a little bit and I didn't want to bring that energy to the pod. Um, you know, so that was just something I was thinking about. And then Doug and I were talking about, you know, who do we want to become? You know, who do we want to be? Like, what would, you know, there's a guy on our team, his name's Kenny and Kenny kills it. He's been at ADP for like 23 years. He sells so much. <laughs> like he like his quota, I don't know if it's like half a million, but it's a lot. And, um, you know, for instance, my quota is like, like 85 or a hundred or something. I'm not sure exactly what it is right now, but you know, they haven't really told us yet. So it, you know, to look at someone like him and be like, what would he do in this situation? For instance, if I go into a firm, cause we work with CPAs, public accountants, because we partner with them and then we try to, to get their clients because we can provide value that maybe they don't want to provide. So it's a good partnership. And you know, if you're dealing with a CPA who thinks that ADP is just like not great, maybe they had a bad experience in the past, and you get to the, the gatekeeper, the receptionist, and you're like, hey, can I go talk to so-and-so? You know, sometimes they're going to be like, oh, he's busy. He's on a call. Like, he's not ready to talk right now. Like, if you have a negative attitude, you're kind of like, you just kind of talk your tail, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll go. But like, no, that's not what you should do. You should maybe not take no for an answer. You know, you should think, well, what would Kenny do? Or what would the best version of me, the version that I want to see, what would that person do? You know, it's like, a, it's like when you're lifting and you get a pump. It's like that is tomorrow. You're chasing that person, you know. Tomorrow never comes. Like your pump is how big you are tomorrow. Dom Mazzetti, shout out to him for that quote. And, and tomorrow never comes. So like you're always chasing that. So who do you want to be tomorrow? Chase that person is what, is what Doug and I were talking about. And, you know, I, I try to think like, right, yeah, what would, what would me tomorrow do? What would President's Club Bove do if he were in this situation right now? Would he just kind of wallow away, tuck his tail and walk out and just say, well, I guess they didn't want to talk. Or would you say, hey, listen, I, I just want to take two seconds. I have a candy bar for him. I just want to just say hi, show him my face, just show him, I'm, you know, I'm here. Um, you know, just try to get, get a little bit more out of it, you know, um, and it's tough when you're like negative, you know, when I'm negative, because then it's like, I, I, it's just, it's like an over, it's, it's, you're making like an internal obstacle. So that was something that like, I've been thinking about a lot because, you know, you get into this high and low and it's like, ah, it's just not sustainable, you know? So I'm trying to get better at just even keel, you know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's a nice little balance, you know? And, and I think it's really about like self finding yourself as corny as that sounds and self-mastery and and this is what Doug and I were talking about because you I, like it's good that I recognize that right it's good that I recognize hey I need to be able to power through 
my, my negative emotions sometimes because they're going to happen, right? I mean, I talked to you guys last week about what Bill Burr would say about, you know, just verbally saying no, no. Anytime that negative thought comes in your head, no, don't worry about that. And I actually was able to do that last week. I was at the gym, I remember, and I think I had a really, a negative thought about money and like how much money I have and how much money I'm making and, and what I'm selling and, and what we're selling for Odorex. And it was, it was very much money-based. And I was worrying about it. And, and immediately, I was like, no, no. I even said, I was like, no, do not worry. And I told myself, I was like, do not worry about that. That is not something that you should worry about. At this age, money is the last thing you should worry about. You're young. You have time. You're going to figure it out. Do not worry about money. That, whatever you're thinking right now, doesn't matter. Money is not what you should be concerned with. I mean, sure, go out and make money, but focus on the processes that will get you there. And I think for me, one of the things that would impede that process is sometimes my emotions. Um, so I'm trying to like get better at just like, you know, leveling it out. And, um, and I think that's kind of the first step in doing that is like realizing that you're doing that. Um, at least for me, it is. So now it's like, all right, well, how do I not get negative? You know, for instance, I woke up yesterday, woke up a little bit later than I wanted to. Well, hey, how about you go to bed a little bit earlier? Right. How about you set yourself up for success? And I think I've really reached kind of a plateau for where I'm at um, with my self-improvement because, you know, I came home and um, I'm living here, here now and like I'm lifting a few times a week. I'm, I'm just exercising most days in general. So like my health is good. I'm eating really well. My social life is as good as it's ever been. So like that, those are good things, right? I have people around me that care for me. I have great coworkers. I have great friends. And, um, and, you know, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about whatever it is. Just focus on those positive things. And, um, so like I have that and I think I've just hit a plateau with it because like there are a few things that I'm doing that I could probably tighten up a little bit. Like for instance, I could probably go to bed a little bit earlier. You know, I could probably, um, you know, just not slack off in certain ways, not get so distracted. I did like a 50 minute sprint the other day um, at work. It was actually yesterday. It was part of my morning and it was actually a really good amount of time. It was like, it, it, it was 50 minutes of just like focused work. Not any longer than that. Not a whole eight hours, just 50 minutes. Just crank it out. Do what you got to do for 50 minutes. Don't have your phone on. Don't worry about any of these distractions. And it was really good. Now, a lot of the items on that list that I was completing were very menial tasks. I was sending basic emails out. I was, you know, setting meetings that were pretty simple. Um, I was doing a little bit of research. Like, it wasn't anything that was so major. It wasn't anything that was moving the ball forward as far as sales go. Um, And then I had a shorter list of items that would move the ball forward as far as sales go. And at some point, I got in a funk where it was negative. I can't even remember why. And then those tasks just became like impossible. And I was like, I just don't even know what to do. Why am I doing it? And and then, you know, to make it worse, I go on social media and I just see all these people doing all this wacky stuff, making all sorts of money. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I mean, there's these people out here like, you know, like literally they have a bucket, they pour sand in it, they pour water in it. And then they're like, ooh, check it out. Like there's someone that they have these little vials and they make these tiny, tiny little vials. 
and, and they just put rocks and dirt and these little plants in there and then they sell them. They have like 200,000 followers. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Why am I not, like, what is happening? Like, I have, you know, we have this company, Odorex, and we have this product, and it's this great product. It helps people. It's well thought out. We have all these people that are helping us out. We have everything in place. And then at ADP, it's the same thing. It's like, I have all these people around me helping me. I have this great company that gives me all the tools to succeed. I'm trying hard. And it's just like, everyone wants to watch people make plants. It's like, what am I doing? Like, am I, like, when did my life go wrong? Like, am I doing, like, what is happening? Those are the thoughts that were going through my head, and it just made it worse. So, you know, recognizing that, I think I could probably try to stay off social media a little bit more. Um, you know, it's tough, like, when I'm posting for the pod and trying to follow what's going on with the Odorex page and, you know, things like that. But, you know, it's, um, it's something that I noticed, I guess. And I still don't really have all the answers to all of this. But I think it's important that I'm recognizing these patterns and, and recognizing that, hey, maybe I could step it up in a few more areas and identifying those areas and identifying those key decision points and trying to make those decisions easier, um, you know, is something that I think I'm trying to implement more of. You know, there was a guy, uh, James Clear, he wrote Atomic Habits, and that was one of the tips. It was like, listen, if you want to start a habit, make it easy for yourself. If you want to start dressing nice, you know, lay out your clothes the night before you go to bed. If you want to start playing ukulele, make the ukulele a little bit more accessible. Don't have it tucked away in a closet. You know, if you want to go to the gym, have your gym clothes ready. Um, You know, just trying to make those little simple things that you do every day because that's really, I think, what makes the biggest difference is, you know, those little things that you do every day. Um, So, listen, I think I'm going to cut off the pod here. I'm at about 30 minutes. Um... And I don't really, the reason I'm cutting off here is because, like, I don't have all the answers, you know? So, like, I can't, I'm not just going to sit and stew. Um, but, you know, I think I'm, I'm recognizing things that I want to change, whether it be in my professional life, my personal life, whatever it may be. And I think that's a good first step, right? And I'm telling you guys about it so you guys can keep me accountable. And we'll just see how it goes, you know? We'll see how it goes. So, that's this week's episode. Thank you for listening. And... I'll catch you guys next time. See ya.